You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. I paused because Jake just had a huge yawn. Oh, I'm wide awake, baby. <laughs> wide awake. Uh, let's just follow up a little bit on the, the college baseball talk we had a minute ago in terms of the state of the game and also what we anticipate this weekend. Uh, Grambling is on the road against Florida International. Yeah. ULM will be at home versus Northern Kentucky. In fact, they're going to they're try to play a double header today. They moved up. The game, the first one will be at 11 o'clock out at Warhawk Field. Off to a great start. They are 3-1 and one on the year, literally, what, a fourth of the way, four games to in year's. to last year's win total. Exactly. And well, let's start with Grambling first. You, you mentioned Grambling's going to play FIU. Um, I was looking at FIU. They're 1-2. They actually lost to Missouri 22-1 to one ah. last weekend. So not a very strong FIU team. Grambling, on the other hand, is three and two, and Richard Ortiz is on fire, fire. He's hitting 450 right now. He has four home runs and 11 RBI. Hmm. Softball numbers there. It's ridiculous. Beer league softball numbers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, not Aaron Dietrich softball numbers though. Um, Drexler McKay and all everything Marshawn Taylor are both hitting over 350 as well. Um, the problem with, with Grambling this year has been the number of runs they've given up, uh, which you could say that about a lot of teams right now, but they've given up 28 runs in five outings. But still, they're 3-2. and two. Uh, They're playing an FIU team that I think they'll have success against. So. Ooh, look at Jake. Yeah. Jake stepping out on the ledge. I think they will. I think they will. They're going to um, win a game against Florida International? Yeah. Oh, wow. Put it down. Book it. Book All it. Right. All right. You got it. This this team's feeling it right now. I, I got to admit that I'm uh, going to be fascinated to see. We'll be out covering uh, high school hoops, but to just keep monitor what's taking place down at the box tonight versus Texas. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I think first and foremost, the most intriguing thing is Zach Cass getting the start. Yeah. How will he fare? Aaron, have you seen his ERA? Well, it's it, probably not good. It is uh, 30.86. So, yeah. It not, can only get better. It can only get better. No, I mean, everybody, every starting pitcher for LSU has had, you know, a lot of uh, – I, I would say Todd Peterson had a little bit of success, but still, uh, for the most part, every starting pitcher has really struggled this year. And Zach Hess moving him to Friday night, you know, the, the goal there is to kind of get him back in that environment of, hey, uh, you know, Maybe he can thrive under the lights. I don't know. I, I still worry about his his stamina and how well he does, um, you know, in the later innings. I, I just still think closure role is, is going to be his role. But LSU's got to do something to, to wait until Nick Storrs and A.J. Lavis are, are actually healthy and can maybe contribute. You know, both of those guys were kind of circled as maybe contributors of, of, you know, maybe could be a Sunday starter, one of them. Uh, but, you know, they just got to hold on until those two guys get healthy, and neither guy is going to be available this weekend. So give pulmonary credit for trying something different. I got to call you out, Warren. Last week we got a text, and Warren was talking about the fact that Zach wouldn't have issues moving to the starting role because that's where he was in high school. And now he texts me and says, 
Well, Hess is a closer, not a starter. Hard to change. <laughs> Different mentality. Come on, Warren. Stick to your guns, Warren. <laughs> Stick to your guns, buddy. Uh, then you have the whole dynamic also with the offense and how this is going to change a little bit with uh, Josh Smith not being there at shortstop. You take that stick out of the lineup. We're going to have to wait and see about Watson. I mean, there's a lot of different variables yeah, here. We don't, we don't even know if Watson's playing this weekend, yeah. and we won't know until later on, you know, right before the game, I'm, I'm assuming. Because uh, we, we thought that Maneri might announce it yesterday, and he, he pushed it off till today, so... Yeah, we don't even know if Zach Watson's in the lineup. Um, Josh Smith definitely isn't in the lineup. Uh, so, yeah, you're going against a pitching staff in Texas that, uh, you know, I think their ERA right now is like is 1.25. And by comparison, also has a 7.5 ERA. So, yeah, this, this pitching staff for Texas, you like how I keep throwing these numbers out there for LSU. The Texas pitching staff is the strength of their team. And so this is going to be, you know, tough. To, for, for LSU to, to squeeze some runs out if they don't have guys like Watson in the line. Uh, the Horns uh, last week, they squared off against uh, the Dirty Cajuns there in Austin. They won 2-3. They won the first one 3 to nothing. followed that up by beating the Cajuns 5-3. to three. Then they lost a pitching duel 2-1. Two, two, and then they followed up with a midweek game versus Lamar 7-2. This is two of those blue bloods in college baseball, those squaring off in an early series. This should be fun. The box should be hopping tonight. I hope so. I hope that people are, are still excited and, and we'll get out there and, you know, give it a great environment. I don't know. You know how LSU fans are and how, how fickle they can be sometimes. And I think a lot of fans are actually down on the baseball uh, team right now just because of the start that they had. But you have to look at it. You have to understand that uh, this team is, has a lot of injuries. It, it had a lot to overcome to begin with. And now that you add injuries like Watson and Smith and uh, a couple of these other uh, young pitchers. It's just tough. It's tough to overcome. I wouldn't be surprised if they come out tonight and get a good, solid performance from Hess and they win the first That's game. what they need. I mean, that's what they need. They need something positive from the, from one starting pitcher. If they don't get it tonight, they got to get it tomorrow with Caleb Gilbert. Should be fun. A uh, big weekend in college baseball. Did just get uh, news uh, for uh, Louisiana Tech. We were curious about today's game. Still slated to go at 6 o'clock. Out at J.C. Love Field. If mother permits. <laughs> if mother permits. You make one slip. <laughs> and then uh, ULM, as I mentioned, uh, they'll try to play a doubleheader today. First uh, pitch slated to go at 11 o'clock out at Warhawk Field. So maybe you can duck out of work a little early today to go watch a little baseball. Not too bad. Uh, I don't think we have an Olympic minute or moment today. You just heard from Dana Jacobson doing it at the top of the hour with Fox Sports. But I did come across uh, something. You know, we did worst calls yesterday, last week, in our top ten Thursday. I think this should be more best calls. We always like excitement, especially when it's dealing with cross-country skiing, correct? Yeah, I like how you have to pause to figure out what sport you're talking about. <laughs> how often do we ever hear a great cross-country skiing call? Never. I've never heard a call <laughs> for cross-country skiing, so I have no expertise on this. All right. Well, check this one out. This is as well as it's ever been done in cross-country skiing. A dramatic finish, of course, with Team USA and the call. And unfortunately, I don't know who has the call, but they did a magnificent job. They deserve a raise. They deserve a first-class flight back to the United States. Here's what it sounded like, courtesy of NBC Sports. This is an historic moment. Sixth, so close for the U.S. on so many occasions. Now moving up on the inside. They're into second place. They're all completely gassed. They've 
giving it everything on the global bucket. Steven Nelson leading Jesse Diggins into the final turn. Can Diggins answer? As the roars rattle around the cross-country stadium in Pyeongchang, Sweden, the U.S. and Norway come into the line. Here comes Diggins! Here the comes Diggins! Diggins making the play around Sweden. Jesse yes! Diggins yes! to the line. Yes! And it is yes! Jesse Diggins. Oh! U.S. Olympic history, the first ever cross-country gold medal for the U.S. How much testosterone does the <laughs> color guy have? That was hilarious. Yeah, they nailed it, man. Yeah, they nailed it. The play-by-play guy kind of sounds like Nick White. Kind of sounds like Nick. Wow. That's, that was awesome. That was great, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what okay okay so because we nitpick color guy so much did he step over the play by play yes but it was awesome but it was in a good way i don't know i just enjoyed it i got goosebumps i feel like calls are so subjective like you can have the same rule you can have the same rules established yeah. it could be basically the same thing which is how the color commentator right, let sounds. me say this so when does a color guy step in for cross country skiing when is it appropriate for him to give his analysis that's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. They are gas. <laughs> I love that. Tabor, you got to admit, you lay on the side that that was a great call. It was pretty good. Oh, Tabor, oh, Tabor no sold oh, that. Oh, Tabor no sold that. Oh, no, I mean, it, was, it was pretty good. It's not the greatest thing I've ever heard, but it, I didn't. I didn't mind the color guy too much. I. Hey, he's trying to sell the event as best as he can, and the fact that it's the first gold for the U.S. in the cross-country skiing, that's pretty monumental. Why, why, why don't Tabor – Tabor should have our Winter Olympic moment. He actually pays attention and can give you actual information on it. Uh, we just make a mockery The first it. time I heard that was just now. Uh, and the other <laughs> thing is, now Jake is making the suggestion, and the closing ceremonies are on Sunday. <laughs> Oh, it's that ending? was a gold like medal performance by the announcers there. It was good. Yeah. Oh, Winter Olympics. What are you going to do with your free time now? <laughs> Winter Olympics. That, that's a good point. That's tough. Right. I have to find something. Carve out some time on Sunday for the uh, closing ceremony. That's right. Uh, let's take a time out. Coming up next, uh, we'll continue to talk a little of high school hoops. West Monroe's uh, Kyle Hill joins us after the break. The Rebels are on the road tonight. And coming up at 8.30, one of the powerhouses in northeast Louisiana, Josh Brown, will join us to discuss Simsboro and their run at a state championship. We're back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. 
growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long-term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318-255-5980 for more information or visit LegacyRehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. Skydiving is the bomb, but it ain't free. So when I'm not falling belly to earth, I'm looking for ways to get the most out of my money. As you might imagine, I've got some pretty lofty expectations when it comes to CDs. That's why I landed at First Guarantee Bank. Ten seconds! From high-performing CD rates to extraordinary customer service, at First Guarantee Bank, they are downright fanatical when it comes to delivering sound banking solutions. Cross your arms and grab your harness. Go, go, go! Drop by your local First County Bank today and get fanatical rates on a one-year CD at 1.55 annual percentage yield. Call 888-375-3093 or go to fgb.net to learn more. First County Bank, home of fanatical banking. The minimum balance required to open the account during the advertised annual percentage yield is $500. New money only. Member FDIC. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Welcome back. We look forward to the first round of the boys' high school playoffs tipping off tonight with 40 area teams trying to move one step closer to a state championship, and that includes West Monroe. The Rebels are on the road tonight, scoring off against 15th seed Hansville. West Monroe head coach Kyle Hill joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. How are you doing this morning, bud? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Uh, we mentioned uh, 40, and heck, we'll just dive right into this. Are you a favor, a fan of the split or not? I, Aaron, it really doesn't matter to me. We're going to line up and play whoever they tell us to play. And I'm good either direction. Well, you look at the 5A bracket, and, you know, we have different people handicapping. And the one thing I continue to hear about 5A is perhaps there's not that one dominant team. Everybody looks, of course, Natchitoches Central or Washita, but just the depth of this bracket. What do you see when you look at this bracket overall? I think it's kind of like last year where, you know, there are going to be some teams that are seated a little bit lower maybe because they didn't get their entire team get on the same page until later on in the year because of maybe the football playoffs. But a lot of it, when you get to the basketball playoffs, especially at the 5A level where a lot of people have similar talent, it's just going to be who's playing right at the right time. And speaking of that bracket, you've got talking heads like Aaron and I who are already looking at the second round, already talking about Washington and West Monroe. How do you keep that outside noise away from your players and just get them to focus on tonight's game? Oh, I'm, a, I'm mean enough in practice that I don't have a choice but to focus on Tomville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's our goal is every day when we walk onto the practice floor is we just, that's all we've talked about, all we've preached. We spent the first two days working on things that we haven't been doing very well. And then Wednesday and Thursday, we talked more about Hanville. We have a shoot-around at Southern University this morning at 10 o'clock, um, thanks to my buddy Rodney Kirshner, who's their assistant athletic director, and their AD, uh, Coach Roman Banks. Um, so we'll talk about, you know, do our final stuff on Hanville and then just go down there and try and get a win. 
Coach, you made a historic run at a state championship last year. You fall a little bit short down there. I know you lost a, a talented senior class. How did last year's success carry over into this year? Um, you know, the one thing a lot of schools have had when they've had basketball success, and it's even the same with football, is there starts to be a belief from your kids that they should win, no matter what the situation is. And our kids have started to develop that. <clears throat> and so just making that run of the top 28 and being successful now in our third year in a row um, has really started to breed in our kids that they walk into games and start feeling like they should win. And you've also played in a lot of big games on the road, you know, last year and this year. How much are you relying on that tonight when y'all go on the road and play Hanville? You know, that's what we talk to our kids about is, you know, we went to Washtenaw. We've been to Natchez Central. Ruston's always a tough place to play. They've played in a lot of tough environments, and so we should be prepared for what for anything Hanville looks like tonight as far as the environment, the atmosphere, the crowd. So that should not affect us, but you never know with high school kids it might. But just the fact that you've started to be in those games year after year now, your kids get more comfortable being in them, which I think that was a huge part of our quarterfinal win last year is we had started to be in more of those games, so it wasn't such a shock of, Oh, my God, here the atmosphere is. Kyle, good luck tonight against Tonville. That is a number 18 versus 15 seed, and then hopefully take care of business, and then these schmoes can continue to talk about this second-round matchup. Appreciate it, bud. Oh, we know, we know Washita is going to give you a few more days of stuff to talk about. Hopefully we'll hold up our end of that bargain. Sounds good, bud. Good luck. All right. Y'all have a good one. The Rebels versus Hanville tonight. We talked about the 5A, 4A, and 3A brackets earlier in the show. You look down at uh, 2A, and, of course, uh, all eyeballs continue to be on Rabel. They are the number one seed, I believe. They are now 29-0 and 0 on the year. Probably should say 30-0. and 0. You throw in that Riverside yeah. victory, but it didn't count. That but, bothers me. <laughs> but uh, what Rabel has done this year, really just impressive. They'll open up uh, their title chase tonight against Beekman Charter Squad District I don't call them a rival, a district foe. foe yeah. <laughs> they, uh, Someone they're familiar with. Yes, yeah, they put a whooping on already twice this year. Also in uh, 2A, Vidalia is a number 17 seed. You got Mangum as a 25 seed. On the bottom side of the bracket, General Trash at 26, Faraday at 10, and Delhi mm -hmm. Charter at 18. So we should do something different for Ravel. I think we're both in agreement that they're going to win the state championship, mm -hmm. right? Will they score 100 tonight? <coughs> Uh, yes. I'll okay. say yes. But that's that wasn't where I was going. Okay. Where I'm going is the overall postseason. We both have them as our 2A state champion. Mm -hmm. Will they win every tournament game by an average of 25 points or more? Mm. You going no, over or under? Every? I mean, come on now. You average them. Average oh, okay. them out. Uh, that's a good one, man. 25-point average. Uh, I think that's point, still too high. Point man. differential. That's giving no uh, credibility or no credit to the other schools in 2A, playoff teams in 2A. It is the split, brother. Uh, North Caddo is the number two seed at the bottom of the bracket. If you just look at the teams that perhaps could give them a run for the money or can carry this thing into the second half, Manny is the number uh, three seed and the number four seed being Red River. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that is – a disrespectful question. I get it. But <laughs> this team, I think we all agree that they're the best team in Northeast Louisiana this year, right? 
Um, some people, have, we've even heard chatter, some people were trying to compare it to other teams in the past decade, saying that maybe it's better than some of those teams. Uh, not everybody agrees with that. But other coaches off the record have told me that, yes, this is a very special team. They are very good. But let's just pump the brakes a little bit on the conversation when you're trying to compare them to some of the, the other elite teams yeah. that we have seen at least in the last uh, two decades. And that have already won state championships. Uh, but the fact that they're undefeated, they beat Riverside, they've, they've beaten teams like Wasman and Washita. Listen, this is a very good team. And I, I will say 25 points, I think they – I can't wait till the postseason, you know, till after the the championship game. I want to go back and average every score and see if they come close to that twenty five point margin yeah. I set. And one A, you got a Tensaw's the number one seed, Homer a number sixteen seed, Sissy Lyland coming in at nine, Oak Grove at eight, uh, Block twenty eight, Arcadia is a number twelve seed, Delta Charter comes in at number twenty. Farther down the bracket you go, Haynesville at number six, Lincoln Prep at seven, Jonesboro Hodge at ten. And Del High is number two. LaSalle is 31st. Class uh, B, Simsboro gets a bye tonight. You'll hear from uh, Coach uh, Josh Brown coming up at 8.30. They are the top seed. Quitman is the number 17 seed. Forrest at 9.19. Weston versus Shudrit tonight. That is a matchup of 7 versus 26. In Class uh, C, this is entertaining radio, I know. Atlanta at number 12, Calvin at 13, Kilburn 11, Downsville at number 22. That is an 11 versus 22 matchup. Uh, in Division 4, how about Terry Waldrop, St. Frederick Warriors? They're not only in the postseason, They're hosting. but they are hosting a postseason game tonight. They're a number 12 seed. They will take on Ascension Christian, a number 21 seed. Cedar Creek, a number 14 seed, will be at home. OCS also gets a first-round bye. I hope I didn't miss any. You did well. You did well, Aaron. So, if you look at this postseason, are, are, do you think that tonight the scores will be kind of like what we saw with the girls, where it was a little bit more competitive? Or is it going to be like last year where you're talking about 50-point games? I think we're going to see some lopsided games tonight. Oof. When I asked you earlier today, I said, hey, uh, what game are you going to tonight? And your response was? <laughs> I don't know. They're all going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going to be lopsided. It's not like, you know, Hanville West Monroe is probably the best game, but that's on the road, yeah. right? I'm uh, talking about locally here. Uh, Bastrop and Donna 35, just in terms of seating, that would probably be your Bastrop best matchup. Bastrop would be, yes, uh, if, if you're yeah, looking at seating. But Bastrop's been red hot. Um yeah, basketball's probably the best game, but for the most part, man, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, 20-point games, 30-point games, probably worse than that. Uh, in case you missed it, uh, seven area girls teams are advancing on to the state semifinals. That will be played next week in Alexandria. Pretty cool atmospheres, just seeing uh, the way the games played out last night. A couple of heartbreakers, including uh, Washita, Wasman, and Carroll, all falling by decide their state championship dreams ended last night yeah and it's you know washita back-to-back nail biters you know they they just barely got by uh monday and then last night they're playing against a, a really athletic zachary team a zachary team that uh, was a lot more athletic than i was anticipating and the fact that you know washita had the size advantage weren't really able to take advantage of that and then you get such great performances out of your guards, Michaela Etienne and um, Deja Walker, and then they, they go into foul trouble and they're forced to 
go to the bench in the fourth quarter, and that's when Zachary takes its first lead since leading 5-3 to three in the first quarter. So Washita led for the majority of that game and just came up short 62-58 at home and was eliminated last night. Hmm. Let's take a timeout. Text line is wide open if you want to hit us up. Stuart Shelby State from hotline slash text line 888-993-7762. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. The Morning Drive returns after this. We'll continue to talk some high school hoops. Plus, we need to dive into this investigation and what it means for college basketball as there are some pretty uh, serious allegations out there. I don't even know if we could begin to understand what this means for college basketball. Like, how, how is the NCAA going to handle this you know what i mean like it took them so long to handle the old miss case you're talking about the blue bloods of college basketball that are involved in this report and would they have the guts to bring the hammer down at On this everybody? time of the year or <laughs> right at the start of march madness do you want to just cancel march madness this year like no nothing's going to happen this year but i'm just saying i don't know how you dish out punishment and is tim quarterman worth ten thousand dollars sixteen thousand oh sixteen thousand no <laughs> Not only was he not that great, but he was he was a uh, he was not a great personality in the locker room. Oh, man, Piling sorry, up. sorry, it's just it's it's because well, he was sitting on all that money. Yeah, he he thought he was going to be the superstar. Well, Sixteen grand. Yeah, well, I can see why, right? We'll dive into that also after the break. We're back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. New Year, New You. Let Pina's Barbecue help with eating healthy. Our meats are smoked and we have low-carb sides. Beef, turkey, chicken, ribs, and pulled pork. All slow-cooked and full of flavor. Eat healthy at a low price. Try one of our lunch specials. Chicken and sausage with two sides for $6.99. Or get a fourth of a chicken and two sides for $4.99. So come on in Pina's. Drive through or use a waiter app for delivery. Two locations, 165 North in Monroe or Splane Drive next to Walgreens in West Monroe. Pina's Barbecue. Serving the South's best barbecue since 1977. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Now let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. 
Welcome back to the morning drive. We continue to look forward to the start of the first round of the boys' high school playoffs. Some schools are fortunate enough to get a bye in the first round, and that includes Simsboro. Their head coach, uh, Josh Brown, joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Highline. How are you doing this morning, Coach? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Man, uh, it's been a fantastic year for you guys, and you knew you were going to have a pretty salty squad coming into this year. Has anything surprised you so far about this team? Nothing really surprised us. Uh, we knew, you know, having everybody back from last year that we were going to, you know, have the experience and the, and the talent to make a run. Uh, I guess the way we've handled some adversity, uh, you know, I'm really proud of some of the stuff we've been able to manage this year. You knew with this experience that you had coming back that you'd have to challenge them a little bit with your schedule. How did you set it up so you'd be ready for this postseason run? Well, that's exactly what we tried to do. We tried to put our guys in as many big uh, big game situations as possible. Uh, even looked at some of the gyms, wanted to play in some bigger gyms to get used to that, uh, get used to that atmosphere in the bigger arenas. Um, played some bigger schools that could really uh, get after us athletically. The guys have handled it well, and we've done everything at this point that we could possibly do to get ready. All right. The question is, though, is the more success that you guys have and the wins pile up. So when you're calling around and trying to get one of these games, how often does the other coach actually answer the phone and have a discussion about having a matchup with you guys? Because they probably figure they got so much more to lose than you do. Well, you know, I, I don't really know how that's going to play out uh, because we intend on, you know, even next year trying to play even more big schools. But so far, you know, the, the bigger schools that we've called, they've been more than willing to play us. You know, a lot of that has to do with the power rankings. Uh, because, you know, win or lose, if we continue to win win a lot of games, you know, they're going to get points either way. Mm. You look at this team, and, of course, everybody looks at your scores and how well you, and how much you've dominated. I think people would be surprised that you only have one senior on the squad, correct? That's correct. Uh, D. Levingston, uh, he's our only senior uh, that we have, but he's a good one. You know, we're really glad he's on our team. Just a tough kid, just a winner. You know, when we need a when we need somebody to make a play, whether it's on the offensive end or the defensive end, you know, D tends to make that play for us. What is it about Simsboro basketball that really brings the community together? Well, I think that's it. It's the community. They they love Simsboro basketball. I mean, our last home game, we had to lock the doors and turn people away. <laughs> uh, you know, the the, the school administration is very supportive. Uh, the teachers are real involved with our players and, and come to the games. It's just a real fun atmosphere. How do you handle the situation tonight? You get a first round by. Do you get out on the road and you do some scouting? Do you split up a little bit? The fact that you'll take on yeah. the winner of Midland and Quitman, and, and also you look down at the, the the bracket, some of the other teams that you could be competing against for a state championship. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. I'm, I'm actually going to make the drive down to Midland tonight. Uh, you know, get a live scout on them. I think Midland and Quitman is a really good matchup, so it's kind of hard to prepare because I think that one could go either way. And then we've got a we're going to send an assistant to Hornbeck and uh, Doyleen to to get them in case you know we take care of business in the second round, and that would be a potential quarterfinal matchup. I know you're focused on the matchup, uh, you know, the second round, perhaps Midland Quitman or a quarterfinal matchup. As you handicap this uh, Class B bracket. Do you look at the bottom of the bracket and look at a team like Zawali as the number two seed? Yes, I think uh, on that, you know, teams that, that I kind of think are going to get there, uh, Zawali is one just with, with their talent and their coaching. 
history. I mean, they're just a traditional powerhouse in Class B. Uh, I think Florine, uh, you know, they're the five seed, and they're senior-laden, they're well-coached. I think that they have a chance to upset, upset somebody and get down there. And then a team like J.S. Clark, who's the 15 seed, that's someone that we really kept an eye on because we've got film on them. They're a lot better than that 15 seed. Uh, I expect them to give Zawali a game in the, in the second round. Coach, I love uh, teams that play in the smaller gymnasiums, and you mentioned the, the fact when the fans pack in there. Is there still that rule in the LHSA about the, the number of uh, seats or the, the attendance that you have to have before you have to move it to a, another arena or another site, another gymnasium? Yeah, that rule's still in effect. It, it goes up per class. Uh, you know, our gym meets the standards, so uh, that's nice. a that's a real positive for us because we we like to play at, at Simsboro. Uh, that's a we feel like that's an advantage and it's an intimidating place to come in, and we use that to our advantage. Coach, uh, we look forward to catching up with you here over the course of the next uh, week or two. Enjoy uh, and be safe on the road scouting tonight, and uh, congratulations to you guys pulling down the number one seed in Class B. Thanks a lot, Aaron. You bet. Coach Josh Brown from Sunsville. An amazing run. Absolutely, and they are the favorite, right? I mean, we, we almost kind of like Rabel. We, we just assume that they're going to make it there. Um, so, Aaron. Big we, news in college basketball, we, correct? We've been putting this off uh, for most of the show, but we need to get into it. So, uh, I think the biggest headline is, well, let's just cover what's actually going on. So, a while back, there was a report identifying that schools uh, possibly violated NCAA rules with uh, impermissible benefits being given to players through uh, this uh, guy, Andy Miller, and his ASM Sports, um, so much so that uh, Dennis Smith, who was at NC State, he received $73,000. Allegedly. Allegedly, and loans uh, from ASM Sports. And there are a lot of others who, who received uh, quite handsome. Uh, we're, we're talking about this report, and no, new information is coming out. As many as 20 schools and more than 24 players allegedly involved. Actually, from these reports, <clears throat> more than 36 schools mm. could possibly face NCAA sanctions. And we're talking about big-time schools. We're not talking about you – know, Talking Duke, North Carolina, Texas, Kentucky, Michigan State, USC, Alabama. Kansas. All uh, having the, some kind of link to uh, benefits and treatment for players and families of players at those schools. And it's it's current players and, and former players, the current players uh, that have – we know have been named are Miles Bridges from Michigan State, Colin Sexton from Alabama, and uh, Duke's Wendell Carter. Uh, so this is this is big time stuff here. And, and the NCAA released a statement uh, saying that basically they're going to let the FBI handle it, which I think is the smart way mm. to go about it. But um, man, you look at this, and all this involves you know cash advances, uh, like entertainment, and uh, you know just. Um, the college, uh, you know, transportation and all that for families. Um, you look at this and you just go, how? First of all, how do you govern this? How do you, how do you straighten this out? If you're the NCAA, how hard do you come down on the schools once everything has come and gone? I don't know how long this is going to take either. Yeah, but I don't think we can be naive. We knew that this was going on. It's just now that it's coming to light. Right. Well, I think it's the same. <laughs> look. <laughs> Uh, I think we all assume that a lot of similar things are happening with football, right? Yes. 
<laughs> so I don't think I'm breaking any news here. So uh, my thing is like once you start, once you start really going down that path, I, I don't know how to navigate to to the end, right? Like I don't know. Uh, first of all, I don't know what what's going to happen. Like, do you just just go hard on every single school? Like, do you put uh, your blue bloods on probation? What's that going to do for your college basketball product? What's that going to do for March Madness? How long is it going to take to actually issue these punishments? I mean, there are so there are way more questions than answers right now. And if you were to even try to do this in football, I think it would be an even bigger mess. Mm. You're talking about a lot of money. I mean, basket, college basketball and college football bring in the most revenue when it comes to college sports, right? So this is a big-time blow to the NCAA, and this is going to be a big-time blow to a lot of institutions. Mm. Are you ready for uh, Mark Emmert's uh, response here, the NCAA Oh, I'm president? sure it's great, yeah. But it comes across strong at the beginning. Okay. Uh, this is the statement. These allegations, if true, point to a system failures that must be fixed and fixed now if we want college sports in America. Simply put, people who engage in this kind of behavior have no place in college sports. They're an affront everybody. Those, to those who play by the rules. With these latest allegations, it's clear that this work is more important now than ever. The board and I are completely committed to making transformational changes to the game and ensuring all involved in college basketball do it with integrity. We also continue to cooperate with the efforts of federal prosecutors to identify and punish the parties seeking to exploit the system through criminal acts. You know what's funny about this and what sheds a lot of light on it is when this stuff was coming down, I think a lot of people were laughing going, man, it's going to be funny to see LSU get in trouble for Ben Simmons and they didn't even make the NCAA tournament. The fact that it's Tim Quarterman and you haven't found out anything about Ben Simmons, but it's Tim Quarterman, a guy who was subpar for you at LSU. I mean, that sheds the light on, well, if he's getting $16,000 allegedly, if that turns out to be true, what are these top megastars getting? Like, what are the top recruits in the country getting from the likes of Duke and Kentucky and so forth? So, this is just a can of worms that you know. Now that it's open, it's going to be messy, man. I, I don't know how you how you correct this. Mm. Colin Sexton's name was being uh, brought up, of course, the outstanding uh, freshman from Alabama. Yeah, Richie says the NCAA says if anyone makes money off your talent, it's going to be us. College athletics is the closest thing to modern day slavery in this country. Just think about it. Mm. I mean, it's it, the NCAA. A lot of people have issues with NCAA because of that, because these they're, they're, these schools are profiting off of uh, the hard work of these kids, and they're not able to get really, you know, people argue, well, they're getting free schooling, they're getting, you know, free meals, mm-hmm. and perhaps an avenue to you know, play professional sports, uh, but still not being compensated in cash. Mm-hmm. The school is, is, you know, reaping the benefits of that, and so is the NCAA. So a lot of people have issue with that. Now that this comes out, Man, you're just going to get into a lot of conversations about different things. Of should the should the players have been paid all along? Um, do you think this? Let me ask you this: Do you think this sets us on a course quicker to having the college athletes paid? Perhaps is that one way to fix it? Yeah, but then I think you're going down that slippery slope. So then you're saying all you're right, going to say, gonna... okay, you can only get paid this much, and then schools will be given more. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, again, it's hard hard to. It's going to be the same thing where it's like, well, uh, you know, Duke is giving 
this is the problem the NCAA has, especially with this investigation. So now they're putting the ball in the Fed's court. So then the Feds come back and they lay down the hammer and say this is what took place. So now then the NCAA is going to be forced to come down with the punishments. Yeah, but I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. I really do. I think that's the the fairest. I trust that. I think they're just hoping that this court this, it drags on for a little while, especially when not come out here in the next couple of weeks. Man, can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine if all of this hits right when the conference tournaments are going on? Right before Selection Saturday. Yeah. 888-993-7762. It's the Stuart Shelby State Farm text line. Yahoo Sports was some nice work there. That, that was some good reporting. So uncover that. Yeah. Good job by them. Coming up next, our parting shots plus our weekly conversation with Joey Trappe. The morning drive back after this. Listen up, folks. At Greg Tillage in Bossier City, we have five new triple wides in stock. Come help us celebrate our 40th anniversary and save thousands. Own a manufactured home? We'd love to take it on trade, and we will give you top dollar. See us today at Greg Tillage in Bossier City. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. The Morning Drive, sponsored by BOR. Bank of Ruston, now in Monroe. Your investment property, business, and home loan specialist. Come see BOR at our new location, 2450 Tower Drive in Monroe. Or call us at 812-BANK. B-O-R. We are your Monroe Banking Center. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. When people get sick, they need a doctor. When cars get sick, they need Autoplex Automotive. So if your check engine light comes on, you have an electrical problem, need brake work, or just an inspection sticker, they do it all. They're a full service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Autoplex Automotive, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. When your car's sick, call 855-4483. Local Sports Talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the morning drive. Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. It's been a solid show today, Jake. Is this the way you wanted to end the week? This is much better than yesterday, if I'm being honest. You were dragging yesterday? I was dragging yesterday. Our top ten Thursday was a dud. We'll pick it up next week. I'll continue to bury yesterday's top ten Thursday. Jake is a very harsh critic. He's hard on himself. That's true. That is true. Hmm. I think we have uh, Joey Trappé ready for his weekly conversation. What up, Joey? How you doing this morning, bud? Good morning, guys. How are y'all? Good. Hey, I gave you some research, and I hope you did your research and your homework. I asked you last week uh, when you had an opportunity, uh, two sport, so we call it star, uh, making the transition from the football field <laughs> to the basketball cool. court. Uh, the game in, when you scored in college hoops, who was it against and when was it so we can put it on our calendar so we can have an anniversary every year? Well, the anniversary's already passed. Uh, oh. it, it was in January, and it was against University of Texas 
Arlington. The Mavericks. It was actually, man, the the day um, that we saw last Friday, we had played UTA on Thursday. (laughs) That was the anniversary. So, uh, you know what? It's in the books, man. But, hey, like in the words of Tyler Harris, man, can I get two claps and a Ric Flair for the Warhawks, man? What about that? Uh, Who (laughs) saw this coming, right? I mean, to tell you, dude, like, hey, Better late than never, I guess. But it was um, that, that, that's just good to see the fighting Keith Reshore get after it like that, man. <laughs> yeah, they have won now uh, seven of their last eight, five straight. They will be on the road squaring off against Troy. And you mentioned uh, how they continue to skyrocket up the standings now, and they are playing their best ball of the year and at the right time. So it gives you hope that they can make some noise in the conference tournament and perhaps shock the world. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to look at the schedule, and, you know, I think this Troy game is going to be kind of tough, but uh, you're going to, you know, you finish up at home uh, with probably the two bottom teams in the conference. Uh, I think in the Sun Belt, the top four teams get a bye, if I'm not mistaken, in the in the tournament. So, I mean, this is just a huge run, uh, kind of unexpected, I think. I, I mean, two weeks ago, Aaron, everybody was wondering if we were going to make the tournament. <laughs> Much less get a bye in the first round, so it's um it's, it's just good, you know. Winning healthy, I don't care, you know, what sport you play in. It's um especially for a business owner like myself, embedded in the ULM community. It's uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a good time right now. It seems like baseball has a positive vibe going on for sure right now too. So it's uh it's pretty fun to be a Warhawk fan right now. All right, Joey, as a business owner, how much of an impact have the Winter Olympics made? Have you seen any eyeballs on those television sets? Man, I I, I can't lie. Not really. Um, <laughs> Tell the truth. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just a straight shooter, man. It, uh, I think there's one cat that does the curling with one heck of a mustache. Uh, that people, like people like watching him, but... That's about it. Um, you know, I think the time conflicts are a, a big deal. You know, I mean, I think, you know, in South Korea, it's just a lot of the um, main events aren't on our time. But uh, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't as uh, hyped as some of the previous World Cups or Olympics have been in the past. So you're saying there were no drink specials for the Winter Olympics this year at the Fieldhouse? No, man, we 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 missed out on that one. <laughs> what you guys got going on this weekend, uh, man? You're part man, of it's... four restaurants now. What's going on? Yeah, bro. I tell you what, the crawfish are the best I've seen all year. Uh, they're mm. finally starting to drop in price. We had five twenty nine a pound. Um, they're very big. Uh, this is the first time we've actually started to see some size in the crawfish. So, um, you know, I, I expect Fieldhouse and Crawfish City to have big big weekends when it comes to the crawfish side um you know just i think we got a baseball tournament uh they ordered a bunch of bag in the box cokes from me this past weekend for this weekend coming up so it tells me there's a big tournament out at ulm hmm. so probably a big influence of uh out-of-town guests so we're, we're looking forward to all new new faces coming through but, uh, man, Aaron, is just going to be the same old deal, man. I think we're going to get a little break in the rain. I think the patio is going to be uh, a desired location uh, throughout the weekend. It looks like we got 77 degrees finally, uh, a, little, a little warming up there. 
So um, if you're looking for good food or drinks, man, Fieldhouse Traps, Portico, Crawfish City, take your pick, man. Let's roll. We will be over there soon. I got a, a bet to pay up to Jake. Uh, ah, bro. Well, y'all in these bets, man. Like, I mean, like. I don't know. We got like, a problem. Who's owed what? what? I mean. Just <laughs> I'll eventually pay up. Have a great weekend, All Joey. Right. We'll see you soon. I mean, you too. Joey Chappé. That leads us to our parting shot. Look here. Look here, Blondie. God, I hate to hear that. I hate to hear that. And you and Nick up there and your little Punch and Juice show, y'all kind of made fun of it and went on to the next subject. I don't know why we can't understand that. And y'all treat me like garbage, man. Well, I don't really care to answer the critics. Y- y'all trumped up all over me. Wrong. That is absolutely wrong. I'm a crowd pleaser. That's what I do. I try to play to my crowd. And I don't really care about that. It's the end of the conversation. Thank you very much. Have a great day. All right, I got two parting shots. Okay. You want me to go first? Uh, well, I got a couple things. This isn't a parting shot. I got a couple things. Uh-oh. First of all, shame on y'all for hating on the Winter Olympics. I wasn't hating. You, you were hating. Secondly, I think we should get you to, like, come to a fight night and just bring some pizza. I feel like that's the only way I could maybe get you to pay up. I have a hookup with that pizza thing. It could work. <laughs> Just bring it all to the house. Don't eat half of it. <laughs> What's your part in shot? Uh, I'll go back to high school hoops and just, you know, you cover certain coaches for, now this is 18 years, and Coach Gimbalot has been at Neville for 18 years, and she's had issues getting over that quarterfinal hump. Had not been to the semifinals in 18 years. Been in that game five times. Last night was the fifth time. They had a lot of tough matchups, of course, in the previous four matchups, unable to get it done, a lot of heartbreakers. To see that way it played out last night versus Selman and to see the emotion not only on her face, but also the assistant coaches, fans in the crowd, Mickey McCarty, they knew how much this meant to her just for her to finally get this senior class to this point that the Neville has not been to in a long, long time. In fact, I don't know when the last time they were in the semifinals. Some were saying perhaps 1986. It's been that long. But just to see the pure emotion on her face and then also the reaction and the tears from others, really good stuff. Special stuff. That's when you got to check the walls, man. You look for the banners on the wall. Look for a semifinal appearance. Smart guy over here, well, Jake. Yeah. Uh, we got a little sign from uh, Coach Gimbalat following uh, the win and, of course, uh, the milestone victory for the Lady Tigers. What does this mean? Can you put it into words? You're going to the semifinals. I really can't put it into words right now, Aaron. I'm just so proud of these girls from the seniors on down. You know, we talked about it all season since getting beat last year in the quarters. What it's going to take to get there. And they laid it on the line tonight. They didn't quit. They kept their composure. Salmon's a great team. My God, they got firepower everywhere. But we did what we were trying to do all year long, get that to get over that hump and give those girls a chance to have a state championship game. The emotion afterwards, was that just years of outpouring? It was. It really was, Aaron, because so many times I've had a group of seniors that lose by three and five just because, you know, the little things we didn't do. And I think, finally, this group right here that's been working hard for four years, they're going to get a chance to go play in the state tournament. Good for her. Good stuff. Happy to see that. Yeah. And now they get a matchup in this semifinals. Yeah, very cool. We'll be keeping a close eye on that. That's that's really exciting, especially, too, after a lot of a lot of teams suffered uh, heartbreaking defeats last night. It, it was good to see her break through. 
uh, for the first time uh, in 18 years. Uh, give me a minute. I may get a little sappy here. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, I, I re-signed with KNOE for an additional three years uh, this week. You know, everybody says the pastures are greener at other places, and perhaps they are. But when you're at a place and you know you got a pretty good thing going, why not just ride it out? You know, there may be a couple of weeds or so in the pasture, but, it, you know, you can always pull them, and you can always just continue. And uh, I'm excited about the future at KNOE. With all that said on the TV side, I will tell you, some of the best moments and some of the things I enjoy the most are these two hours every morning. I mean, this challenges me every morning. Uh, it's fun, and hopefully it's going to continue for a long time, and hopefully Jake and John, you're going to be a part of it for a long time. I'm happy to be here, and it's big, and I like it here. I want to stay here, and I just wanted to say, hey. The man, the, the, he's not on the market is what yeah. he's trying to say. <laughs> we got Aaron around yeah. for a while. You do a great job. We're glad you're sticking around. How many weeds have you pulled in the past? <laughs> you <laughs> didn't like, like that little metaphor like there? You've been pulling some weeds, <laughs> sir. No, we're we're glad. We're happy yes. for you. It's exciting. And then on the TV side, I'm gonna also kind of adventure and maybe perhaps uh, in the near future doing some stuff that's not sports related too, because literally that's kind of what motivates me the most right now is to do the the human interest stories and the features and things like that. And hopefully there'll be more of those coming up in uh, the next couple of years. Yeah. Good deal. And Ronnie says, loyalty, very good quality. Thanks for staying, Aaron. And Chad says, the pasture may be greener, but you still have to mow it. <laughs> nice. Good stuff. Well said. Good stuff. I, my parting shot is just a tweet. I just want to read one tweet. I thought this was hilarious. We mentioned that Tim Quarterman uh, is ale allegedly took $16,000 uh, in this whole FBI probe case. Uh, this is from Valley Shook. He, he tweets a lot of good stuff. Uh, the good news is LSU is going to have to strike basically the entire Johnny J Jones tenure from the record books. Frankly, the FBI is doing us a favor. Mm. So I thought that was pretty funny. Making light of the situation. Uh, we had a solid week. Jake was very critical of it. Next week we'll try to do better, correct? Yeah. Well, hey, best radio calls next week on Top 10 Thursday. Right. Not even putting it up to the listeners. That's what we're doing. That's first. right. And, hey, listen, him saying give me a Ric Flair and a woo – it got me thinking maybe we should do top professional wrestling promos one, one oh. week. That would be fun. That's radio. That would be gold. good for radio. That's radio gold right there. A lot of Ric Flair. That would get Tabor extremely fired He would up. be pumped for that. I would be pumped for that. He would probably run to work that morning. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. <laughs> Everybody have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back bright and early Monday morning. The Edge is coming up next. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.